This is episode number 27 of the Homeowner Show. Whether you're DIY or looking to hire, we're here to help you find the best information and options for you and your home. My name is Kevin Hackett, and here with me is Craig Williams. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Homeowner Show. We are so glad that you could join us today for the show. We are back in the Homeowner Show studios, still unfinished. Yeah, well, you know, it's... Craig, remember last week whenever it was like 13 degrees outside? Yes. It didn't get a whole lot better. <laughs> and so things have not changed very much. <laughs> well, we're, we're back from with our with our traveling band of merry duo. Well, yeah, just as, yeah. So we, we're back in the studio. Yes. Which is normal for us. We're back to normal. Yes. And it is, it is jam packed in yeah. the house tonight. Yeah. We got a lot of people with us. Yeah. So, but if you have not yet, go ahead and hit the subscribe button there in iTunes, Stitcher, whatever platform. Kevin's, Kevin's on some organic non-GMO podcast listening app. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. It's Pocket Cast, yeah, y'all. See, if you haven't figured that out yet, it's Pocket Cast. I'm but telling, also, I'm telling you guys, he is. He, these guys are in his pockets. I wish, but <laughs> I will tell you this: um, Google Play, I hear, works also. Yes. I, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't know, <laughs> but I I hear that it works. Not that you would. Not, not that I would to use such a platform. Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> but people do. You can also hit subscribe on YouTube, notification bell there. Yeah. And uh, we haven't we haven't gone over this before, but it's it's good reminding the people um, that you you may watch on YouTube, but do so with caution. Yeah, because um, we ugly. We ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, um, there's no good filters. No, for, there's, for there's only so much you can do with this. <laughs> Exactly that. Uh, but but we have a really good show for you guys today. We have Cindy, Renee, and Delilah in the studio from PHP Agency uh, to talk to you guys about a very important subject today. Kevin, are are you ready for this one? Man, I'm I'm ready to get into it. Are you ready? I'm I'm always ready to. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's do it. Let's uh, let's bring them on in. Um, we're just going to go around the table real quick, and uh, Renee, we can start here with you. Well, b- b- before Renee gets started, oh. I I would be remiss if I if I did not remind everyone out there in the podcast world that Schnoozen Bowser is is still coming. Oh my it's it's going to be a reality. Here we go. Uh, the the manufacturers have confirmed that I can I can order these, that they are real, uh, that you, me, well, absolutely you, because I've <laughs> I've I've seen your floors. Um, True. What, what's Schnauzen Bowser? <laughs> well, Schnauzen Bowser is actually something totally different. Um, that's that's uh, it's a different breed. Yeah, it's a different breed. It's <laughs> it's <laughs> it's when you when you cross Schnauzen Bowser with a Schnauzen. Uh, <laughs> which is not recommended because they're not genetically compatible. No. Uh, but the, the Schnoozen Bowser, I'm so glad that you asked. This is such a good launching pad for me. Uh, the Schnoozen Bowser is the tool that you use to install flooring in your house. And what? I just happened, I, you know, not intentionally coined the phrase for this tool. It had a really lame name. I don't even know what it was. It was like or wrench or something. I don't know. But the Schnoozen Bowser. So look, look for that. You can also, you know, you can go on the website, you can buy the t-shirts, but right next to that in, in some weeks coming, you can buy the Schnoozen Bowser. Eventually. Order it. You know, everybody needs one. What, no more than one? Well, I, like I said before, if you have a flooring business, 
we recommend 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they can only install Well, even if you don't have 20 guys on your crew, I mean, yeah. you should be ambitious enough to be thinking, my business is going to grow to where I'm going to need 20 a shoes and There Bowser. you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and then if you're a dog person, Schnauzen yes. Bowser. Schnoozen Bowser. Schnoozen Bowser. Yeah. Hashtag Schnoozen Bowser. It spells exactly like it sounds. So, I'm sorry. I interrupted Renee. <laughs> no, no worries. Please. So how are you guys doing tonight? We are we're, we're doing good. We're doing good. Tell us uh, tell us a little, little about, about you. About um, I'm a little toasty because Cindy turned the air off. Yeah. <laughs> Please turn it back on. You're not to read Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that turn. <laughs> <laughs> Let the Mexican know to read Spanish. I don't speak English. <laughs> so, so yeah. So listen, my name is Renee Reyes. Uh, listen, it's a pleasure being here with you, Craig and Kevin. Uh, so Renee Reyes here, born and raised here, uh, you know, in the Conroe area. And uh, me and my wife currently own a financial services marketing company called PHP Agency here in the Woodlands off of Robinson Road. Okay, great. Now, yeah. How long ago did you guys did you guys start that? We started about two years ago. Two years ago, okay, awesome. Mm-hmm. About started two years ago. We opened up the office about seven months ago. Okay. Um, and and we're very excited as to where you know where it's heading, how we're you know impacting the community. We're meeting a lot of new people, um, but it's kind of cool now that it it comes to our side of the town. Like when we first got started um, with the firm there was only one office in Houston. So we would have to travel and train um, close to Beltway and I-10, you know, far from here. Um, but to have the opportunity to finally bring it to our hometown, that's what's really exciting. Yeah, yeah we're very excited about that. But um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're thankful that, you know, to have you, that you guys have us on um, on the air tonight. And, you know, we're here to have some fun. Yes. We're here to, you know, um, get to the night, get going. And, of course, you know, I only speak for myself and not Kevin. Not Kevin. <laughs> Craig That's not what you said the other day. <laughs> you were speaking for me all over the place. Well, you weren't there. Oh, it was that's easier. True. I remember that, even though I wasn't there. Yeah. Well, you got you got one other person here with you. So my name is Cindy Salmeron, and I am a life insurance agent. Okay. Love it. All right, great. So, so tell us a little bit about PHP Agency. Um, what you do and why is it that um, I would want to know more about you? You know, for PHP, <clears throat> you know, what we do is we're we're trying to educate a lot of families on finances. I think that's one of the biggest things that 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 made me and my wife want to transition into this type of field and this type of industry was that we were starting noticing all around us a lot of a lot of us don't know a lot about finances. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, coming into high school, you know, nobody teaches about finances, right? So for us, that's what we do. We teach people how to plan for retirement, protect their families, you know, and uh, and keep dignity, you know. So as far as what they, you know, going into retirement, I don't know if you want to add more to that, sweetheart. Yeah, no, I mean, we 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 got into an industry that you know we weren't fully you know aware of and and i think we got into it just more so because we wanted to learn about it ourselves not ever realizing it was going to be a calling for us and you know that god was going to lead us into into this path um because we come from the oil and gas industry so you you know the texan thing here to do you want (laughs) to make some good money yeah let's let's go to oil and gas so So that's what you guys were doing before. yeah that was our former profession Uh and uh we did that for many years you know he worked in the fields he worked in the corporate office and um you know we we made that transition once we started seeing the impact that was happening mm. but it was more so okay what what can we do to um for ourselves you know to to be financially set because unfortunately our a lot of people in our country are struggling financially yeah you know we don't we don't know where to put our money that's going to best work for us um 
And when we started learning the rules of money, I remembered, you know, and, and my husband, you know, tells this story so well, um, you know, our CEO, Patrick Bet David, mm-hmm. um, he, he had a conversation with us and it was a pretty blunt conversation that we were like, oh God, it kind of hurts your gut a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah. but I, I can, Renee's like really good at that story because every time he says it, like we relive it and it's just like, oh, um, that it makes you really start thinking about, um, our priorities and at the same time start analyzing dang where am i putting my money mm-hmm. where where do the wealthiest of people put their money yeah and and why aren't we you know doing the same you know who who's going to be teaching us about it okay um, so, so was that was that a private conversation or can we can we can we listen in for that for, for, for the patrick conversation yeah no. <laughs> So he put it very. Mind you, sorry, let me just yeah. kind of describe Patrick. Yeah, yeah, Patrick right. is a big old guy. Right. You know, he's super tall. He's from six Iran, four. six like six tall, yeah. big. Um, so he's telling us this, and we're like, okay, 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 got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say. Yeah, Whatever you say, Pat. So we just had this conversation, and he says, you know, um, very bluntly, he says, you know, why you're struggling financially? I said, why is that? <laughs> you know, I said, okay. Uh, he says, uh, you first have no idea how to handle money, and mm. two you have no clue how the money game works. Mm. And I said, what do you mean by that, Pat? And he says, look, let me put it in a simple way you can understand it. Mm. I said, okay, you know, let's, let's hear it. And he says, listen, um, what would you say are the richest sports in America? So if I was to ask you, Craig and Kevin, what would you guys say are the richest sports in America? Richest sports. Mm. Um, I would like just a regular sport. Just, yeah. Regular sport. I would say probably soccer is way up there. Soccer. Football. Yeah. Okay, football. Yeah, that's probably yeah. up there. And poker. That's what I'm poker. talking about. Yeah, poker's oh, a good one. I never thought about poker. I heard that one yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you say? You can't take those. <laughs> if I can't take those, I'm going to go with golf and okay. horses. Golf and horses. A hundred percent. Yeah. And you know what? And it's funny because I never thought about poker or mm. golf. Right. And I, you know, I'm Hispanic. Right. So I said, I said, basketball, football, you sure. know, baseball. Sure. Yeah. And he says, you know, let me, okay, great. And he says, what kind of commercials do you see during f- football, basketball and baseball? What kind of companies pass commercials there? So we started naming them, right? I mean, like, like soft drink, Coke. Yeah. B- huh? Beer. A hundred percent. Um, Chips. I don't know. Toyota, right? Chips. Like yeah, chips. And okay, cars. Yeah, cars. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, he put it very bluntly. So prepare yourself, okay? I got offended <laughs> when he done with it. You know, because sure. But he says, uh, listen, and I told him that in Toyota Corollas, you know, Ford, Doritos, whatever beer, right? And yeah. he says, uh, well, listen, you know why they play those commercials during those when during those games? I said, why is that? See, they know that the people watching those games mm-hmm. buy those things. He yeah. said that's a poor man's sport. Is literally what he told me. <laughs> he says because the people that watch it buy the Doritos, buy the and, right. he, and I said, Pat, I'm offended. He said, you know, we're like, we watch this. I was like, I, he's like he says, I, and he says, literally, he told me this. He's like, I know you're the type of guy that buys the McDonald's, the Doritos. I said, oh, wow, <laughs> thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I like McDonald's. Stop right? it. Hey, I know. Listen, ice cream cones all the way, right? And he said, he said, insulting yeah, your right? money and your yeah. physique, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> right. So, he's like, yeah, you're poor. Okay, so. <laughs> you know, but you know what? But, but once he finished it, it made sense. So then he tells me, no, you know, the richest sports are golf and tennis. Mm. And I said, why golf and tennis? Right? He's like, you ever watch golf? I said, Pat, I'm Hispanic. I, I don't know anybody, any other Hispanic. <laughs> I watch his golf and tennis. He says, you got to go watch the golf channel. I said, okay. So I went to go watch it. 
And then I came back and I told him, so he asked me again, so what kind of companies patch commercials there? And, and I said, listen, I saw a lot of you know, Rolex and stuff like that, higher end stuff, but I also saw a lot of financial services companies there. He says, there you go. See, he says, Renee, why are financial service companies passing commercials during golf and tennis? I said, because they know what kind of money, what kind of people watch those shows and said, well, mm. people with money. He says, exactly. So what you need to go do is go work with those companies that are passing commercials there for those people because people that have money, all they're thinking about is how can we protect our money and how can we make more money? Yeah. He says, why don't you go work with those companies that are teaching those people that? And from there, I made a search and said, wow, you know what? To learn the money rule. Yeah, it made sense. I said, you know what? I need to go work with those companies so I can learn more about money for myself. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. That's good advice for sure. Right? <laughs> yeah, and, and it is interesting because there is a movement um, in our in our country to try to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And, and what's interesting is the movement, I feel like, is um, is very segmented. There's just a few number of people that are actually doing this. But there's uh, Craig and I actually listen to a couple of other podcasts that are mm-hmm. directly related to what you should be doing in order to to make money. You know, yeah. how, how do you yeah. invest money? Because most people, I think, they think that oh well, I have to put my money in a bank. Yeah, and 100%. and I'm frustrated because all I get is like point two percent. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I was Golly. even I was even Big high. Dollars. You're never gonna see your dollar turn into two dollars, mind you. Three percent. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, so you're actually negative. Yeah. So, but but we're frustrated because it's like, well, that's all I know to do. Absolutely. And so. Um, I, I guess one of the reasons that uh, that we wanted to have you guys on the show is to help us understand what because because we're a show about homeowners, right? Mm-hmm. And our goal is to help homeowners understand how to own their home better. I yeah. love that. And and so there's there's a lot of things that go into that, and I think finance is a huge part of it. Uh, and there's a lot of people out there that don't understand why don't I qualify to get a home? Mm-hmm. Or on the flip side. They wonder why am I qualifying for way more house than I can possibly afford, yep. and there's no way for them to really put ends together and figure any of this out. So um, maybe y'all could speak into some of those things about what should we be doing as homeowners to help ourselves out financially. Yeah, I think you know for the biggest, for the most part, you know it's it's funny that you said that buying homes and stuff like that because I get a lot of people that come to my office and they said, Renee, well, why are you so passionate about what you do? I said, look, I think, and this is my personal opinion. You know, I said, you know, it it seems kind of suspicious to me when we're going to school and everybody knows what photosynthesis is. You know, mm-hmm. like everybody knows that. But the one thing that we're gonna have for the rest of our lives is, you know, we're gonna pay taxes. Mm-hmm. And it kind of seems suspicious that we know photosynthesis, they teach us capitals of every state, but they don't teach us on taxes. They don't teach us on how to buy a home. They don't teach us on those things. You know, like for us, I love that you brought that up because we brought a home in Magnolia, Texas. Mm -hmm. And what happened was we bought it six months later. Tiger Woods decided, I don't know if you guys know the design of golf course out there, right? right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know what happened to our house? You know, (laughs) it bumped up. Yeah. And immediately our payment went from like 1600 to 2200. And I said, you know, no one told us these things could happen. Like no Mm -hmm. one, no one knows that. I said, how come they're not teaching things like this in school that we're going to need? You know, so for us, we're really passionate about this, about what we do. And, you know, for us, I think for a lot of homeowners, it's one, I think understanding 
what you can budget for and actually shoot for that. You know, understand what's in, what what can happen around your neighborhood. You know, if if if, if something like that's about to happen, yeah. you know, see how fast the, you know the city's growing to, and if it's going to affect your, your 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 payment on your house or your taxes on your house. And I think the second thing is just start learning how to budget. You know, budget is a big big one, and that's I think that's one of the main things that we try to teach in our office is just how to save money, how to protect your money, and how to start planning for retirement. So for that's what really we really. Uh, Give advice to. I don't know if you want to add to that, Sudar. Um. Yeah. What. What. Um. To Kevin's point. Um. That many people. Ninety-five percent of people put their money in a bank. Not knowing. And what's the good thing? What would you say is like the good thing about putting your money in the bank? What would you guys say? You feel like it's safe. You feel like it's 100%. safe, right? The majority of people. If that's it's what FDIC, they feel like. Then yeah, it should be and, okay. Yeah. And then, but but like you mentioned too, the the downfall on it, there's no growth. Right. So you're 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 stuck in a place where your money's just going to be growing linear. What you have is what you get, right? Um, you're not even keeping up with inflation. So, for example, at the end of the year, let's say, best case scenario, a CD, let's just say, you know, at a bank, it offers you three percent. But how much is the cost of living going up? You know, it's, it's, it's going up three to 4% every single year. So by the end of it, you're negative mm-hmm. in your account, even though you made a, you know, a $300, let's say capital gains, but who's waiting for you at the end? Yeah. Uncle Sam, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then, okay. So a more sophisticated person will say, well, you know what? I'm going to put my money. Uh, I want my money to work for me. I want my money to grow. I don't mind make, make taking a little bit more risk, you know, as long as it grows for me. Mm-hmm. So we, th- those are our what? Those are our variable accounts, like our 401ks, our 403bs, um, our IRAs, stocks, mutual funds, all those type of accounts. And what are they tied to? Yeah. Every single one of those accounts. To the stock market, right? Right, yeah. So this, what, what's the good thing about having my money in the stock market there? What would you say? Well, you can't give me to say that there's anything good about that. But a lot of people, yeah. Right. yeah, they would say, you know what? Hey, I I have a lot of potential of growth, mm-hmm. right? That that's that's their thing. But what is the downfall on it? Yeah, that potential to lose. The, exactly. exactly the way it goes up, you know, it it also goes down. So would it be prudent of us to put a hundred percent of our money where it's a hundred percent at risk? Yeah. No. But yet, in, in if it were between the bank or the four four hundred one k, let's just say to the side to the stock market or stocks, which one would we prefer at the end of it? So let's say you know I build up my four hundred one k from here to thirty years. On average, market goes up you know up and down, but on average you're going to be making around eight percent. You know, so let's say I have half a million during my retirement age. You know. It's time for me to retire, but you know when you're in when when your money's in the bank, you're you're paying taxes already, paying taxes now. Uh, a four hundred one k, four hundred three b, all those types of accounts, they're a tax later account, tax deferred. Yeah. So that money grew throughout all those years. Which I mean, just just real quick, yeah. I mean, not a lot of people even know what that word means. Mm-hmm. Deferred. I love that. <laughs> you're right? absolutely. You're yeah. so right. We were that person. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like deferred with deferred. Oh, okay. Oh, later. Oh, later. Okay, got it. Tax no, later. really, because I think a lot of people just mean, oh, I'm not getting taxed. No. Yeah. Yes. No, that's not what that. So, so if you could, like, just tell people real quick. I mean, what does that? What does that mean? I mean, yeah. So tax deferred means that you're you you want to be taxed not today. You want to be taxed later once you are at the retirement age. Mm-hmm. They say, okay, cool. We won't tax you for X amount of years. So you're 59 and a half year old years old. So let's say. I accumulate half a million for my retirement age and my 401k. But what a lot of people are starting to realize now is, okay, you didn't pay taxes then, you gotta pay taxes now because now it's later. 
Mm-hmm. So it's retirement age. So that half a million, let's say that you are at a, you know, by that age, it would be a smaller tax bracket. So around 20%, that's 20% of your half a million. How much is that? What is 20% of half a million? Where, where are we at? What does that put us at? Like a hundred thousand? It's 100,000. It's a hundred thousand. That goes to yeah. who? To Uncle Sam of your hard earned money. (laughs) Yeah, of your hard earned money. And a lot of us fall into that category. So at the end of it, you're left with what? Let's say a 400K. So between negative $90 and the tax now in a bank or 400K, which one did you prefer? The 400,000. So, okay, so what is another place that? But okay, they're like, I don't want to do that anymore. So where's a place that it would be? So if I gave you guys the choice where you can put your money in a tax now account, mm-hmm. a tax later account, or a tax never account, which would you prefer? I like the tax never. I like the right. <laughs> I'm going to go with that one. Yeah. Is that the right I answer? I, yeah. Hey, <laughs> whatever it is, whatever I got to do, hey, show, show me that, right? I, I was wrong about football earlier. Yeah, right. <laughs> or the football. Football. So. Yeah, right. We, we have patterns to break. It's like, yeah. That's it. And, and, and somebody said that to me, and I'm like, that, that doesn't exist. What are you talking about tax never? Everybody has to pay taxes, you know? Um, and so many of us, including us, we were that person. Um, who worked for so many years, helped our money accumulate, lost money in the stock market. We've all experienced it because it's tied to the stock. But many people don't know that there is a place where it's tax never. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't realize that that's part of life insurance. Mm -hmm. They don't know how the money grows, that your money can still grow. Guaranteed safe, by the way. Guaranteed income for life. Mm -hmm. So like a pension plan. So if if our 401k depletes, is the government going to give us more money? <laughs> That'd be uh, nice. They haven't yet. Yeah. No. <laughs> Shoot. Give me We're their number. Right. I like their number. <laughs> they, they, they're just trying to take more money, right? Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a lot of promises on the front end. But right. They're, they're, yeah. <laughs> and, and coming back to Kevin's first initial point with, you know, being a homeowner and everything like that and qualifying for extravagant loans that, you know, in your gut, you, you can't afford. Yeah. Um, I think the wave of people that are now interested in educating themselves on finances are the people that possibly lost their homes in 2008 Mm -hmm. or lost their retirement funds in 2008 because everything crashed. Mm. Uh, And by everything, I'm, you know, people lost homes or retirement funds. Uh, People lost businesses, you know, smaller businesses were affected uh, severely. Um, And that actually happened to us. We were even contemplating selling our business just to be able to, you know, survive. So I think a lot of people were um, traumatized, if you will, Mm -hmm. by that. And, you know, they're trying to educate themselves and they don't know where to go. They don't know who to ask. And they go to these big fancy corporations. I'm not going to name any names, but like. Edward Jones, Women's Financial Group. Look at that. Here we go. Except the one that just <laughs> And yeah. they go to these financial analysis, you know, um, and financial experts. Uh, but then again, they are still not in control of their money. They're giving that control to someone else. And I think that's the first part of educating people is teaching them that they are in control of their money. That's that they don't have to pay another person just because they have an expert next to their name. The only expert that come, you know, that should be with your money, should be handling your money, is you. Mm-hmm. You are the expert. Mm-hmm. So you know where the money comes from. You know how hard you work for it. You know who deserves it. Your children, your family, your spouse. You need to be in control and you need to be your own expert. Yeah, so. you know, that's awesome because no one 
says that. Yep. Yeah. No, no one says that. I mean, I, I think you know it goes back to you know whenever whenever someone says, "Hey, you need to think about retirement." Um, there's a couple of things I think pop into people's head. Number one is I don't think I'm ever going to be able to retire. Yeah, seriously. And number two is that is so far away yeah. for for whomever. I mean, even if you're you're 50, you may think again I may never be able to retire. <laughs> yeah. And so it seems like a long way off, right? Yeah. And so it's kind of like the, the, there's another part of that which says. But I'm spending all of my money. Mm. Yep. How can I save any of my money? Because I'm spending all of my money. It's not even because I want to. It's maybe there's these external factors, right. and um, and I don't really know what to do with it. So, uh, you know, first and foremost, I appreciate you giving someone permission to take control of their money. And I guess the next question is. How? how? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're telling Absolutely. me that, but now yeah. what? I mean, okay. I, I understand that your agency is is helping with this, mm-hmm. and, and I heard you say life insurance. So um, it, I, I'm ready to get to the good stuff. So <laughs> what's the good stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I don't know if you want to take that. Yeah, you want so to explain that with, with, with the life insurance is the tax never place. It's okay. So let's just say that you're putting aside $500. Typically, people put around $500, you know, towards their 401k. Mm-hmm. So what ends up happening is instead of placing it into your 401k, it's redirected into a life insurance policy that will insure you for the rest of your life. Meaning it's it's because it's going to last you forever. It's a permanent policy, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. called an index universal life. And what it does, it's it provides you not only a death benefit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if, if you pass away, your family's okay. You know, they're, they're going to be protected. If you get sick now. So a lot of people don't realize, I mean, we don't plan to get sick. And the majority of the time, if we do, do we typically have the money? Um, I can tell you no. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> and I know because... Well, I've been hop along for a lot, for a while, so oh. I'm getting better. I'm getting, I'm getting better. Okay, so when when it comes to if you're critically ill, chronically ill, or terminally ill, you have access to your life insurance policy while you're still alive. So what it provides to you, if if you live, I mean, you pass away prematurely, you're insured. You get sick, you're insured. But if you live a long life, what it ends up doing, if you redirect whatever it is amount that you want to put towards your life insurance policy, let's just say that you grow, you know, in those 30 years, um, like, for example, National Life Group is one of the biggest in the world. They're currently paying 6.9% on your money. So that means, okay, it'll grow around, let's say you make... 300,000 into your cash value that's built up in there, right? By the way, that money is built up tax-free and penalty-free. And you can utilize it whenever you need to. So it doesn't matter your age or whatnot. Why? Because you own that policy. So wait. You so don't you have, have to control. wait until you're 59 and a half. You do not have to wait until you're 59 and a half. <laughs> Whatever money. money is accumulated at, 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 as long as you have money in your policy, you have access to it. It's mm. your money. So for example, what a lot of people will do and a lot of people don't realize is if, if you pass away, let's just say um, you accumulate 300,000 and you have a death benefit of 250,000. Mm. So that's a total of what? $550,000. It's retirement age or you decide to just take out all the money. Craig. I like that you're pointing at me. Can we point at Kevin? Kevin, yeah, Kevin. you take out all your 300000 that you've built up throughout the years, okay? You Let's pay for your wedding, 000. you want to go vacation, whatever. You want to retire. So you take out 300000 So you're still insured for two hundred and fifty. Now, let's just say you never took the money out. 
you passed away, something happened or whatnot, that money is still in your policy, right? Mm -hmm. So how much money would be paid out to your family if you pass away if you didn't take that money out? 550. 550. 550. Yeah. But 550, that's tax free and penalty free. Mm. Does that make sense? Well, it does. I, it, it's it's hard to believe, but yeah. it yes. does. Yes. It does make sense. Yeah. So there's, there's no like capital gains. There's nope. no, no. What, any of this. Okay. And then you don't draw on it. Or is it just like a one lump sum? Or? You can draw it as many times okay. as you like. It's yep. your, it's, it's your funds. So is this, are we talking, is this, and I, I don't know all the life insurance jargon, but I know that there's a difference between like a whole and a term policy. Yes. yes. Right. So, yes. What, so what are we, what are we describing here? Since so I don't know this, the difference. Well, uh, a whole life is a is one of the types of permanent policies. Right. So there's a variety of them. So whole lives, how it used to work, um, and there's they're still you know available. But there's a difference between a whole life and an index universal life. Okay. So what happens with the whole life is um, you will cr- you will accumulate cash value into it throughout the years. Mm-hmm. So typically you'll get like a small amount, like twenty five thousand dollar coverage. And it'll accumulate cash value, but whatever is accumulated doesn't pay out to the family. So, for example, it when just like you know, technology gets better, things evolve throughout the years. Sure. You know, so does financial services products. So, what a whole life is is um, the difference. Mainly, the main difference is whatever cash value is built into it, you can access it. But if you pass away, it it any money that's there, the insurance company keeps it. Mm-hmm. So the people, you know, families were like, well, I mean, well, that doesn't work. I mean, I don't want that to happen. If I accumulate money, I want to make, I, I want my family to receive it. So as evolution happened, you know, as, as, as things evolved or whatnot, they made it better for the consumer, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, okay, what is it now? Okay. So now there, there is no, how can I put it? Um, they're still available. And by the way, any life insurance company provides it mm-hmm. the, the biggest in the world, um, because there's only three types. There's only three types of life insurance policies and it's it's a term policy. Mm-hmm. So if you pass away, your family, you know, is insured for the time being, but if you don't pass away, whatever you invested or whatnot is lost. And okay, most so you Americans lose the money. are insured with that through their jobs. Yeah, yeah. through their jobs. And, and and you know, it insures them while while they're present in their job. So what a lot of people they say, Okay, well, you know what, I can buy a term mm-hmm. and you throughout the years, um, that's that's because right now it's cost efficient. Not realizing that years later, let's say you get a 30-year term. Let's say I'm 34 years old. I'm 64 by the time my policy ends. Mm-hmm. How much do you think a 64-year-old like female, how much would it cost me for that same exact life insurance policy 30 years later? What would you guys say? Oh, it's, it's going to be exponentially more expensive. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. So, so the problem is, is we go into it saying, you know what? It's, it's cost-efficient today. But in the long run, you know, because are, are we living longer? We're we living shorter. Longer. 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 Yeah. So the thing for, for, for it to actually pay out or for our family, by the way, there's a proper way to insure yourself. So not saying that terms are bad because they're not. Okay. There's a proper way to, to, to um, differentiate how much insurance or which type of insurance that policy that you need. So when it comes to term policies, a lot of people, the majority of people, that's all they know. But the second type of policy is called a ROP. So that means that um, at the end of your term, you get all your premiums back. So it's called a return of premium. Okay. 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 A lot of people don't realize that that's an option for them. Yeah. So you know what? Okay. If you pass away, your family's insured. If you don't, you get all your money back. Right. Shoot. Well, that would be nice. They did that in car insurance. <laughs> right. <laughs> like thinking about it, I'm like, you know what? If they offered that in car insurance, that would be really nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Absolutely. 
But yeah, um, that's mainly the the main differentiator between an, a term, an ROP, and a permanent life insurance policy. There's a variety of yeah. To, which, which by the way, the reason too. why we we advocate a lot for the the, the IUL mm-hmm. is because the main thing I talk about, you know, is you know, you just brought it up, Kevin. Nobody's prepared for retirement, right? Right, and that's an issue. Look, I th- I tell people that come into my office, they're like, "Ready? What do you ready? What do you do here at PHP Agency? Because your culture is kind of crazy. You got music going on. Like, I don't understand what you guys do here, <laughs> right?" And I said, "Look, let me just give you a piece. Let me just give you a quick, quick rundown of what we do." I said, "Listen, would you say most Americans are financially like financially set or financially struggling?" And I said, "Financially struggling." I said, "100 percent." And I think that's because of lack of education. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Let me give you an example of that." I said, number one thing I run into with my clients is that, you know, they don't have enough money to retire. Let me give you an example of that. If, if I was to ask everybody in here, would you say, Kevin and Craig, are you guys ready for retirement? Not currently. Yes. Yes. Great. So typically when I ask this question, majority of people say, no, I'm not ready for retirement. And let me give you an example of that. I had 100 agents in my office. And this is, by the way, this is way, way worse within the Hispanic community mm-hmm. and African-American community mm-hmm. by far, a lot worse. by far. And uh, I asked this and I was at a grand opening for Spanish and I asked everybody, there, I said, look guys, just so you guys understand that I'm not lying to you guys. There's a hundred people here in Spanish, right? Hispanics, you know, and I said, listen, how many of you guys have a retirement plan? You know how many people raise their hand? Mm, I would, maybe not very many. No, five, mm. literally five out of a hundred. Mm-hmm. I said, look around. I'm just telling you, it is I what it is. I was one of the five. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, Cindy right? was one of the five. <laughs> and, and I told him, okay, look around. There's only five of you guys. I said, but then the second question for the people that actually have a retirement plan, is it enough? Mm-hmm. And you know what the answer is? No. No. Yeah. And I said, why? I said, look, guys, I think a lot of us don't really understand because they're not teaching us in school mm-hmm. about these things. And I think that's a huge, huge thing that we need to fix in the school system. Mm-hmm. I said, look, one, I, you know, for most of us, I said, okay, if you have a retirement plan, what is it? Most people say 401k. Mm-hmm. And I asked most people, did you know 401k wasn't even intended to be a retirement plan? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So most people don't, people know, don't know. I didn't know that. that. I didn't know that. I said, you know, it was created by Congress for people, for high executives to, you know, shield some of their income from taxes. Mm-hmm. I said, and the result of that is they started realizing, well, if we're putting our money in here, why don't we make these guys put their money in here mm-hmm. and let them worry about their own what? retirement because pensions are costing us a lot a lot of money <laughs> sure yeah. right and so we're noticing as i said, look how many older citizens do we see working at walmart lowe's home depot yes. hgb Kroger. Yes. i said why it's not that because you know we're financially literate i mean i mean we're not you know how can i say it? the term is we're not yeah, I said, it's not because they're dumb. I said, it's because no one's teaching us about finances. And I think the number one cause of that that we're running into and the reason why we're trying to recruit more agents, I said, is because there's not enough agents talking about this. Absolutely. And the approach that we're doing, mm-hmm. that we're taking here at PHP Agency, is like she said, take, you know, we're trying to take control and educate our clients so mm-hmm. they could have the best piece of advice and they can have the control over the finances and they can yeah. make the best decisions for them, you know, for the families. Yeah. And I, I mean, just to piggyback on that, I mean, like yeah. you're talking about the, the, the older people that we're seeing working like Walmart and Home Depot and like, were they prepared for retirement? And I, I don't know that they were necessarily like ill prepared for retirement, yeah. but like what they needed to retire when they started those programs, when they were 25, yep. what their needs are now are completely different from when they started those 100%. things. 100%. And so like, they just, they don't have enough 
enough money yeah. because yeah. it didn't grow the same like, way yes. that their expenses did. That's it. And so, like, but but again, that's not something that we talk about because we talk about like trigonometry, and it's not like trigono- it. it's not that trigonometry is bad. We need like trigonometrists. <laughs> that's exactly what they're called, right? right? No, no one just got offended. No, <laughs> Good. That's right. Or maybe not. I was trying to offend math people. <laughs> we need we need math people. All right. Actuaries. Yeah. Actuaries. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Actuaries? yeah. That's oh, a, is that really? That's a fancy oh, wow. Yeah. Not mathematician? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I just poked him again. All right. <laughs> that's right. Mission accomplished. That's right. Uh, but, but yeah, so I mean, like, it's not that we don't need those things, but like what everybody needs is to yeah. understand how their money works. That's it. Right. Uh, well, and, and on top of that, I think this is, you know, this is really valuable because I think you've hit on this multiple times. Most people don't understand this. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, one of the things that I think is so detrimental to to people is just money in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many people um, – they they fight in their homes about money. Oh my god! Yes. And they they spend time, you know, stressing out about not having enough money. And yep. and so, um, I, I think one of the things that that would be so valuable is if people could de-stress yep. by not having to worry about money. Mm. And That's so, it. you know it. It, it winds up not necessarily becoming a question about how much you make or how much you save or how much, you know, do I have enough money to go, you know, you know, buy groceries or pay the car note or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can find a way to to manage our money in, in budget, that's yep. a huge 100%. part of it, Absolutely. budget our money in a healthy way, then all of a sudden – my ability, my the power to be able to buy a house yeah. changes Absolutely. and the power to be able to go buy some new furniture or to not worry right. day in and day 100%. out about your money changes. And yes. I think a lot of that just has to do with lack of knowledge and yeah. lack of control. Okay. And what PHP is offering is it actually is offering both options because not only are we educating ourselves in um, financial services, retirement plans, and uh, life insurance so that we can go to these people's homes and educate them in the comfort of their own home. There are so many barriers there. You know, uh, we're also offering an opportunity for people to become entrepreneurs and to be in control of not only their business, but their money overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what PHP is doing is changing the industry completely in a very radical way um, as it's not just offering that power and control and permission, like you said, to be in control of your own money, but it's also um, offering the opportunity to become an entrepreneur and be more financially independent. Yeah. We don't have to rely on corporate America to take care of you when you're, you know, older and ready for retirement age. But the Again, thing that- <laughs> she said older. That's she all said, it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Man. Um, but, you know, also what PHP is doing is it's breaking down those barriers. Yeah. And there are so many barriers. There are um, social status barriers. You know, people feel like, oh, investments is for the wealthy. I could mm-hmm. never do that. I don't have the, the money. I, I didn't go to college. I don't have the education for that. 
It's really not. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're trying to break that barrier. And we're also trying to break cultural barriers. Absolutely. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. there are a lot of um, different cultures, you know, like the Hispanic culture. We're just not taught about that. No, we're not. Not, not at all. We're not taught to all. just live day by day and do the best you can. Go right. work hard. Right. And, Go work and, hard. And, and let's be clear. Yeah. There's a lot of Hispanic people that are s- some of the hardest working people oh, in the 100%. world. God, and, and, and I love that about that culture. Yep. And so, but again, if you, I, it doesn't really matter how hard you work and, and we're not dogging on any no, single 100%, race. No, 100%. It doesn't matter how hard you work if you don't know what to do with what you earn. That's there it. you go. 100%, yes. 100%. 100%. Yes. So now we're trying to break those cultural barriers with, you know, not just the Hispanic community, but the African-American community as well. Um, there's just a lack of financial knowledge and i feel like people are captive in that because they feel like they are helpless Mm -hmm. and so they don't have the money to go invest with big financial corporations so i must be destined to be poor my whole life yeah wow so i'm just gonna stay in this depressed state but that is not what we were created to be that is not how we were created uh to live our lives Mm. we were created to be in an abundant life and that doesn't mean wealthy that means in control of ourselves yeah, you know uh, in control of ourselves which then in turn allows you to have control over situations which then allows for you to be stress and anxiety free right, yeah. I love 100%. that well as as you guys interact with, with folks that you meet I mean what, what are some of the biggest financial misconceptions that you guys run across and it, I, mean, I mean it could be in the Hispanic community it could just be people in general but like in, in general what, what are some of the biggest misconceptions like you're like this is something that clearly has just been like across the board miscommunicated misunderstood yeah. not learned whatever those what, what, what might be some of those biggest ones you know i think when we talk about the tax never uh-huh. i think that's one thing that everybody run into you know what they say that's too good to be true right. literally that's what they say like always that's that's the number one thing that we talk about and then when we talk about annuities we, we offer fixed index annuities and we talk about income for life mm-hmm. and then i ask did you know that insurance companies offer you a pension plan mm-hmm. i had no clue like literally no one has any idea about these things so i think those are the two misconceptions mm-hmm. that that we get the most i don't know if you get anything else from that well, yeah, on yeah. the tax one too i mean yeah. I, I, would, I would say they probably if you say no tax they would yeah. probably assume crook yeah, 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 I know, 100% right, 100% right. That's the way the media spends that yeah. a lot of times. Yes. So you're, you're 100% right, and it goes to show, you know, that, that we're just not educated on it, you know, going back to that, because I had no clue. I mean, I, my wife yeah. went to Sam Houston State, we had no idea, she didn't hear anything. I had a guy that came from U of H to my office, and he says, Renee, I'm studying financial services. And I said, how well do you know it? You know, because he was trying to work with us, and I said, he's yeah. like, I know it pretty well, and I started asking him questions about fixed index annuities and stuff like that, and he says, I had no clue. I said, brother, how much are you paying to, you know, for U of H to teach you these things? And he says, a lot of money. And I said, you know, you can learn that in my company for free. And we bring these companies like the Delany Guarantee, AIG, National Life Group, Mutual of Omaha to come teach you that here in my office for free. And he's like, what? I said, yeah. So those are the main ones. I don't know if you got another one that you can think of, sweetheart. Yeah, no, that with um, (laughs) Hispanics, yeah, I got to laugh with this one, but Hispanics, they crack me up. They're like, um, yeah, yeah, we have a lot of machismo and and Hispanic culture, whatnot, the men. And you know, why, why in the world? And, and they say it like very, you know, why in the world would I, would I ever, you know, want to buy life insurance if, yeah. if it's not even, it's not even for me. It's going to go for the Sancho. 
And I'm like, are you so kidding? Trans- what are you talking I don't about? Know everybody knows what side show is, right? Yes, translation side, is, is side, aka side piece. Okay? Side piece, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the lover. The milkman. Like, milk the milkman and the chero. Um, and uh, and and a lot of people don't realize that that now life insurance is not just if you pass away; it's if you if if you're still alive. Yeah. You know, and and that's one of the biggest misconceptions too, but especially in the Hispanic culture. Mm-hmm. Um, that and, go ahead. No, and I love that she brought that up because I know Kevin was talking about that earlier. And the reason I, she that I love that that if you're living is because I don't know if people know the stats, but sixty percent of Americans have filed for bankruptcy every year mm-hmm. it's because of medical bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I said this policy protects you for that. I mean, it protects you in case you get sick because I, one thing we all know is that bills will. I mean, our checks will stop as soon as we're not working, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And the one thing that never stop is our bills. Yeah. So this is the type of policy that protects you against that, right, from that. But yeah, that's a great one, Tudor, yeah. Let, let me ask you one question. Is there, I mean, I know with a lot of uh, 401ks, mm-hmm. I mean, you hear about maxing those out. Yeah. Is there a certain number of dollars that you can put into a life insurance policy like you're talking about um, just with the uh, – I mean, with the with this tax never with yeah. this tax never thing, I yeah, mean, yeah. it sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So that means I can probably only put a little bit of money in there, right? Yeah. So are you asking so that's a, a catch? phenomenal question. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah what's so, the catch? Or a catch? So that, that's yeah. such a great that's question. A, that's a great Kevin, question. By the way. Yeah, fantastic question. So they actually put a limit based on how much you're asking to be covered. Right, your face amount, and based on your age, based on those two things, there mm-hmm. is a limit. Okay. Why? Because what they're starting to notice, obviously, the government knows you're not going to pay what taxes on that money. Sure, they so want their money. Yeah, hundred percent. So what they did is they said, okay, hey, we're going to put a limit where you can overfund it. And don't get me wrong, they'll overfund you. Some people think you can overfund it by a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. No, it's actually a couple thousand a year. You can overfund your policy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and it's just based on two things, and based on illustrations, we can show you exactly what they're going to say based on what you're getting. What's what's your max that so, you can overfund it? I mean, okay. and you, you may not know the numbers right off the top of your head, yeah. but I know like the average American household income is like seventy five k. Yeah. And so like let's say a thirty five year old making seventy five k for the household. I mean, what what could they put into a policy like that? So something like that, you know, I would say, what are you already putting away for your four hundred one k? And that way you don't feel like you got to pay extra. Right. We'll just redirect it. Okay. Something you're already using. So if he's putting away $200, $400, then use that. Because I think what most people don't understand, you know, 401k, you know, going back to what we were talking about, most people didn't even know it was, wasn't intended to be a retirement right. plan. And we're starting to notice, I don't know if you guys seen a new video on YouTube where it's called the retirement crisis. Mm-hmm. Retirement crisis talks about all these baby boomers going to retire with not enough money. Yeah. And it's showing how it's going to affect the economy. Right. And then an MSNBC and Times Magazine, they made a they, they were talking live and they talked about this recently. And why should we Times Magazine was talking about why should we retire the phone K? Because it is tied to the stock market, people are losing a lot of money. Two thousand eight mm-hmm. is a great example of that. Mm-hmm. Negative thirty seven percent. You know, so can you imagine the people that had to retire then. But anyways, going back to this, so what we're trying to do is teach them to go into this to keep their money safe, mm-hmm. right? And then I have to worry about those things. But yeah, the, the, the tax limit is just based on those two things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, and so let, let's just say someone has an existing policy, yeah. like either a term or a whole life or something like that. Is is what you guys do, is that something that is convertible? Yes. So you can take those policies and convert it into a, a policy like what you guys do. That's, That's a great question. question. So yeah. if, if let's say it's a permanent policy that you guys have, um, like someone has a whole life, mm-hmm. 
that can be converted. So whatever it is that you've already built up into it, right. that can be transferred to your new policy. So okay. it doesn't start at zero. Okay. okay. So instead of probably earning like a typical whole life will earn anywhere between two to 3% max, right. um, index universal lives range anywhere from five to 7%, five to 7.3%, like on, towards that range in, in interest. Um, with term policies, it just depends on the carrier. Mm-hmm. You know, so for example, if um, like National Life Group, American National, um, their term policies, you, they can be converted into a permanent policy later on throughout the years as right. well. So you don't lose whatever it is that you have already put in. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So it's yeah. uh, the, a, a lot of families have a lot of options. Um, the thing is that they don't know their options and mm-hmm. we don't know our resources um, that we have available to us. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's one of the most important things that that our approach is is more so educate them in that field hey these are th- this is all that's available to you so mm-hmm. you can make a well-informed decision yeah you know these are all the co- by the way because every single doesn't matter which company you go with all of them can only offer you up to three policy three types of policies okay um so it's mainly on and the goals of the family. What is it? What are your main goals? Okay, I want to be able to build a legacy for my family. I want to be able to pay off my debt. Okay, and then proper financial analysis is done, and and they're able to see real numbers mm-hmm. as opposed to just a ballpark number. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. but um, but those are but phenomenal. But you questions. can definitely transfer them over. Absolutely. Exactly. And going back to the excuses just for a second, my biggest one that I run into is it's too expensive. Mm. That's a, it's a luxury for the wealthy, not for people that are working to make it day by day. Mm-hmm. And so having to retrain people's trains of thoughts and allow them to see that they're already spending a hundred to $300 on cable, Netflix, things that shouldn't necessarily be a priority and helping them just reprioritize, retrain them in their, in their thought process on these things and then helping them make those educated decisions on where their money should go. And this is tied perfectly into the budgeting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I just did this two weeks ago with a single mom of two little girls. And she said, well, after I pay for their cable and their, uh, internet and their Netflix and their Hulu. I'm, you know, I'm out almost 300. I, I'm sorry, I just can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at her blankly in the face, like, did you just hear you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and then just helping them re retrain their thought process and reprioritize, and helping them see that. Yeah. yeah. She, she Cindy brought up such a great point. Um, because you, you know, if you think about it, when you think about the different types of policies, there's a term ROP and the permanent, the term is if, if let's think that they're, you know, housing terms. So it's a term is kind of like leasing an apartment, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be throwing your money away. You're never going right. to get that money back Right. on ROP. It's, it's okay. You know, you're putting a security deposit, you're renting a home. Okay. Mm-hmm. At the end of it, you get your security deposit back. But why is there any reason as to why anybody would want to own a home? Your permanent policy is you wanting to own your own home. Mm-hmm. Why is that? What do you? What are the benefits that you get by you owning a home? What would you guys say? Well, there is a return on your investment typically. That's it. Yes. That's Building up equity. So you you build up equity. So what a lot of what the misconception is is oh I'm putting I'm putting too much into my policy, but um, so they think it's too expensive, thinking it's a it's an expense, it's a cost. But in reality, what you're doing is you're paying your future self. Right. You know, that money doesn't go to anyone or anywhere but you. Mm-hmm. Right. 
So, and, and one thing that Renee always brings up too is it's uh, the majority of the times we're living day to day. So we're working so hard for our money and it just goes straight to bills. Mm-hmm. And Renee asked such a great question to one of these guys. He's like, but when was the last time you paid yourself first? Right. You know, when, when was actually last time that, that you said, okay, because typically we say, okay, cool. I get $5,000 in the household. It goes to my rent. It goes to my car. It goes to this. Once I'm done paying all that and, mm-hmm. and my bills, then I can see what's left over for me. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're the, you're, you're the one, the most valuable. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And, uh, and yeah, so, but yeah, I think that's one thing. And I love the fact that you brought that up because I think people just need to know there's options, you know, yeah. even for the term policy, you know, most people, when I give the example of my office, how much would you think a lady that's, pay, that's 34 years old would pay for a half a million dollar policy for 30 years? You know, you'd be surprised. You know what people tell me? 300, 500, a thousand. That's mm-hmm. actually $30 a month. Right. It's not much. That's it. You know, so we're trying to educate them. Hey, there's options for you. You just need to be educated. Cause I think the number one thing we see for a lot of people nowadays is if someone passes away, GoFundMe's are everywhere on Facebook, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. A lot of Hispanics, you know, we're doing, we're selling plates at church, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's just about educating. We just want to, you know, reach people so they know they have options. Doesn't matter where they're at. Yeah. That's, that's really good. And I think that's a, that's a good segue for me to ask a question. Yeah. And then I think uh, we're, we're bumping up on our time here coming yeah. up a little close. Um, I really thought well, you were going to ask about those plates. Yes. That's right. Yeah. All right. So, um, do you do you have any budgeting app that you recommend, or any type of budgeting tool that you recommend? Um, Resource. I mean, like, yeah, just any resources, just in general, because um, I know they can come to you, and we're going to get to that and get your information. We're going to link all that stuff up in the show notes, so people know how to get a hold of you. Because there's a lot of stuff that we talked around, but you can't talk specifics in something like this, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're going to get to all of that, but do you have just any resources specifically that you might point someone toward uh, that they might say, hey, I can download them, that on my computer, on my phone, mm-hmm. you know, something like that to just kind of get people started? Absolutely. So one of the things that I highly recommend, um, one thing that really opened up my eyes because I was the skeptical one with the text never. I'm like, that's just nothing that doesn't exist. Um, but I started reading upon it. Um, and, and this has nothing to do with PHP or whatnot. This is just me doing my own personal development. The Retirement Miracle. And um, that's that's a book by Patrick Kelly and Tax Free Retirement. Um, those are great reads. You can you know put it on Audible or whatnot. Um, great reads to understand how it works. And at the same time, do you guys know Tony Robbins? Yes. Okay, so Tony Robbins, the money master of the game, he speaks about it. Yeah. He, he, he speaks on, on the types of products or whatnot. So those are great resources outside of PHP. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to- he's actually fixing to be in Houston. Yeah, he just came. He is? Oh, he just yeah, came. Yeah, he just, oh, came. He he just, just came? here. Okay. Yeah, he was just here. Um, it, he, it's a phenomenal read. And yeah. for us, it's, it's any resource that you can get. So for example, um, the carriers, you know, National Life Group, American National, really reading upon their products and services um, and and the difference um, when it comes to fixed indexed annuities on, there's, you know, a little bit, a couple of videos that show the difference, you know, between real scenarios of someone who had their money in the bank, someone who had their money in a 401k and someone who had their money in a fixed indexed annuity. Yeah. And, and it shows real life scenarios um, of these people from uh, 2004 to 2016. Mm-hmm. And, and, you see how their money grows and and what 
the good and bad of each, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I would say, you know, those yeah, we can post them or whatnot, and yeah. Um, yeah, you know, definitely. provide. But those those are phenomenal reads if if it comes to being able to understand that aspect. Yeah, I think Tony Robbins has a lot of great stuff as well. A lot of great content that he talks yeah. about things like that. Uh, he's got one video called Money Master the Game mm-hmm. where he gives two different, um, he gives uh, examples of people putting money away. Yeah. And it's, indexed it's, accounts. And an index accounts and why they should be in indexed accounts. Um, and it's, it's pretty, when you see the content that he's putting on there and you see the examples that he's giving, you're like, whoa, there's no way. Yes. So that's a great, great video to most he people He also watch. has one for, in case people have questions about their 401ks, he has a couple of links where you can uh, open up one of the websites and you can plug in your own numbers. Mm. Your own 401k. Uh, yes, yeah. your, own your own 401k. 401k and yeah. it'll decipher it for you as in, you know, this fee is going to that. That fee is going to this. How many fees your 401k uh, has? Not yeah. just typically anywhere like 17 to 22 right. fees. Right. Um, and it also helps you understand uh, how you're taxed. No. Um, it helps you understand how you're going to lose half your retirement. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Take your shots well, Listen, uh, let, let's, um, let's just uh, move forward here just yeah. a minute and um, get to uh, the, the next segment of our of our show. And that is the final four. The final four. What is the final thing? All right, here There's we go. So this trepidation that fell <laughs> oh, over man. the room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Should I be nervous? <laughs> no, don't be nervous. This is the easiest part. Okay. Um, right. I love it. So, Holding you uh, to it. Kevin can four. write the questions, you can answer them. It's, it's uh, exactly. Yeah, I ask the questions because Craig can't remember them. Remember. So, <laughs> so here they are. They're just four questions that we ask all of our guests, okay. uh, and uh, they're they're pretty simple, I okay. think. Um, so we'll just let we'll just ask a question. Let's let everybody do it. just Let's do it. punch out an answer. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the first question is this: What's the must-have tool you won't leave your house without? So this is you know if you're if you're on a on a job or you know maybe you're going over to help a friend you know fix something. Uh, if you can grab one thing, what's the one thing that you think I can't leave without? Easy, because I have it in my office and I do insurance. You ready? Yeah. Right. My Leatherman knife. Oh, there you go. Knife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good one. You got a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. I had that. I've been having that since old guys, so I, I don't leave anywhere He's with used it. To it. <laughs> have it in my office. Good. Um, I will die straight up die without my chapstick. Oh. Like I, I cannot live without chapstick. Everybody knows they give me gifts or whatnot. They just give me a whole box of chapsticks. Okay. Like, so was this an exclusive actual tool tool? No, no, no. Yeah. no that's actually, that's actually good that's, because, that's because my tool. Thing. Like if you, I mean, maybe you can't function without that. I can't. That. Yeah, I really yeah. can't. It's she such really a can. weird thing. Yeah, she really she can. really can't. <laughs> I really can't. All right. Cool. Cindy. <sighs> I'd have to say my phone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a, that's that's a, a real common one. Yeah. Just, just being practical because I can offer somebody protection for their family and offer them a business opportunity. Sure. All on my phone. I can teach them. I can educate them and ensure them while I'm helping a friend move stuff. That's Absolutely. right. Entertain yeah. <laughs> kids. Quick. Yeah, right. awesome. Very, very good. Okay, cool. Second question. What's a job you walked away from? Now, this doesn't necessarily have to be a career. Yeah. It could be, 
But specifically, um, you know, what's something that you've said, you know what, I don't want to tackle that. I want to let someone else take care of that for me. So what's a job you've walked away from? You know, I think like most men, when you buy a house, you want to make it nice with flowers and bushes and trees. You know, it's funny. I ended up trying to do that. And uh, my tree was kind of crooked. (laughs) So I said, you know what, I need to call professionals to come to this. So I walked away from doing all that. Okay. Yeah. Call up our buddies over at Greenscape. That's right. That's right. 100%. 100%. Samir's the best. Absolutely. Um, gosh, this this one's a tough one. Um, that probably that I walked away from. Um, music career. I walked away from a music career, mm. and not not like funny or as exciting as my husband. You know, pu- pu- putting planting a tree or I was whatnot. Scared but, she's gonna say yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, we have to talk. Yeah, like what on the on the, on the podcast now? Yeah. Right. Oh God. Um, I guess. Right. <laughs> what about you, Cindy? Oh, this one's kind of. It wasn't a job. Okay. I don't consider it a job, but um, so I walked away from comfort. Mm. Mm. Uh, comfort of being a stable at home wife slash mom, starting a new ad- adventure, a new career, being my own uh, boss. And that's when I found out what true fear of failure, <laughs> oh, fear man. of oh, rejection, fear yeah, yes. of setbacks, because I am very proficient and I try to be the best that I can be. Yeah. But you can't be your best until you fall a couple times. Yeah. Oh, okay. Love that. Love that. Oh, man, we're getting Take awfully deep. Yeah. There you go. Oh, man, that's that's a good one. All right. Well, warn us for that answer next time. <laughs> that's good. That's good stuff. So All right. Maybe go question. first if the other yeah. two have better answers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's Let's right. That. That's right. You got to step it up here. Tonight, right? I know, man. I know. Um, is... I get taught high standards. <laughs> there you go. All right, there, you, there go. you go. All right. Third question. How do you wind down at the end of a long day? And, and let me let me just throw this out there because a lot of our guests have trepidation in mentioning alcohol. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so if you go back and listen to episode one, that's that's not an issue. So, <laughs> covered let it, it. Let it fly. I love it. You know what? Me and my dad did this today. We went to go smoke a nice cigar. Mm, okay. That was that was awesome. Yeah, okay. I like to wind down with this nice cigar. Okay. Okay. A particular brand or no particular brand. I just you know I like him. You know something a little strong. You know my dad likes a little something a little bit more mild. And yeah. uh, you know I think it just relaxes me. It gives a good time to have great conversations. You know with a nice beer. I think it's fantastic. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for me, I would say, dude, I love to eat. Like, <laughs> yes, I, I am yes. such a foodie. Yeah. So, you, you like, <laughs> I, I have something to eat. I have a good meal. I have, I'm always snacking on something. So, my type of wind down, it's so crazy. I just, I just love to eat. So my, my mother-in-law is like the best. She's the sweetest. She's like, you know, she sees us after a long day and she's like, you know what? I got some, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to cook you some quesadillas or you want some enchiladas. Or I'm like, oh my gosh, she's like the best. Um, so that's, that's my perfect. Oh man. I don't know what I would do without my mom and my mother-in-law. They're the best. Yeah. Food hundred percent. Food. Um, so mine's. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I know where this is going. It is. It's going there for sure. <laughs> it's how do you wind down, down. right? Is that where we're going? Yes. How do we wind down? <laughs> no. Okay. I love a good cabernet. However, oh. um, my wind down is going to the gym mm. and just hitting some weights, getting on the treadmill, and just thinking through of you know whatever happened through the day, issues with you know work home children 
whatever. I feel like I can just let it all out on that. And then I can think clearly and be a better mom. See, I wish she's making all of us look better right now. That. You know, she's just thinking like about her answer while we're food going. And, no, we we I, gave her too much time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm glad she's there because I feel but better she, that she, she is. Phenomenal. That way, my excuse feels better because someone's taking that space there for me. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Can't occupy yeah. those same yeah. weights. Yeah. yeah. So why take my machine? Yeah. Right. There's a reason why she looks like a model. That's right. Hey, we let we let the weights that be there for you. <laughs> All right, last question. Uh-huh. What's one of the best pieces of wisdom or advice that you've ever received? Oh, man. Who wants to go first? That's I got to think about one. this one. Okay, I'll go first. Yes, okay. please. Okay. have been making us look bad. So, <laughs> so, back to the, you know, fear of failure and all that stuff. Mm, so I've been yeah. reading a lot lately. Not my normal Stephen King books, but <laughs> actual good books to help you improve. Um, so far, the best piece of advice is that I've learned that there are two types of people. There are victims and there are owners. And victims always end up blaming others for their fears mm. and their failures. And they usually live life reacting to every everything that comes their way. Mm. Owners are in line with reality. They own their failures and they create solutions. Mm. I love that. So Man. I'm on the path to create solutions okay. yeah cool so how am i gonna beat that y'all okay <laughs> no, it's First okay just, yeah. okay. just say something so, anything right up on um you know going into business i had never worked we have never worked together you know as, as spouses and so now running an organization um and and not coming into the field like when you're going into something new Everything is scary. Everything, you know, is emotional. Every, like, so you're you're trying to balance like your spouse and your business partner. And for us, it at the initially it was like, oh my god, you know, we're always clashing, and you have such a strong personality, and, and I do too. And um, but when I learned to come together with my spouse, and, and one piece of advice that my mentor told me, um, they have such a great marriage, and they run, you know, one of the largest organizations in PHP, and and she said, you know what, Dali, it's you start speaking to the king in your husband. Start speaking to the king in your husband and everything else will follow. Whatever you need him, like if, if you, you know, typically we'll say, um, you know, when, when he's first time ever being a business owner too. And, and um, as soon as you start um, praising the, the, the wonderful works that your spouse does, it's you start getting ultimately what you're seeking out and in, in your spouse too. So I started seeing our relationship evolve and our marriage just flourish and our business just went boom after that. Mm. Um, so speak into the king and your husband and speak to the queen in your in your in your wife. That was probably one of the biggest advices that I received. You know, it it, it really kind of solidified kind of what we have growing here at PHP too. Mm. Very cool. So, Renee, I'm not one to tell somebody what to do, but like you I'll, don't call her a queen. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, no, yeah. She's, no, she's my queen 100%. Not, not, not like the queen bee. Yeah, yeah no, no. Like, no. okay. Yes. Good luck, Renee. Yeah, I know. You know, so now, honey, I can't give my piece of advice. Right? No, no, listen. I think, uh, listen, I think the best piece of wisdom I got was... Um, Someone telling me, why don't you go into business for yourself? Mm-hmm. And for me, I was starting to realize why I should do this. And everything I'm starting to realize why I'm doing this is coming true. 
I think one of the biggest ones that I tell most people why you should consider opening your own business. Now that I got this piece, you know, someone told me the same thing. I give the I give the story of you know if we had a jersey, mm-hmm. right? If Tom Brady's, JJ Watts, and then my last name at the store, you know, at Dick's, you know, Dick's Sporting Goods store or Academy, which mm-hmm. one would my son pick? Mm-hmm. And chances are he's not going to pick mine. He's going to be like, who's that guy? He has our last mm-hmm. name, right? Yeah. So for me, I decided to open a business, and I'm glad they told me this because they're like, look. One of the biggest things you can do by being a business owner is inspire your kids so they can really become anything they want. And I think that's the most beautiful thing that I've gotten out of not only helping people and what we're doing and helping the community, but seeing my son and my kids really now start to dream that they can do anything they want because they saw their parents improve. They saw their parents, you know, you know, have late nights and become who they're becoming. You know, I see my son asking me these questions and I, yeah, I've never heard him speak before. Um, I think that's been the biggest blessing of my life. Someone tell me, hey man, I know you might be scared to open your own business and it might be scary, but do it because I think the rewards besides the income and besides all those things outweigh all the fears you could ever have, honestly. Mm, that's awesome. Yes. Yeah, very cool. Well guys, um, r- real quick, tell us how uh, someone could get a hold of you. What's a, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, so um, if, if you reach out to, well, we're on Instagram, we're on social media. So Cynthia Salmaron, uh, Renee Reyes, R-E-N-E, and Delilah, D-A-L-I-L-A Reyes. You can pull us up. Or PHP The Woodlands as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we're off of Robinson Road, so we're we're local. Um, we're growing. We're expanding. We're opening up Conroe. We're opening up Spring um, in Katy. So various offices in the next, um, you know, in the next year. But if, if Cindy, you want to share the, the phone sure. numbers as to where to reach? Absolutely. Um, anyone can give us a call at any time. Um, and of course, if we don't answer, leave a message and we'll return your call as promptly as we can. But the number is 936-827-5033. Okay, great. Awesome. You, guys, you guys are on Instagram and yes. Facebook. Yes, we're on and- Instagram, Facebook. If you guys want to Snapchat. email us, um, it's admin at phpthewoodlands.com. Okay, is that the website as well? The, the website is www.phpagency.com. Awesome. 100%. I'll link all of that up in the uh, show notes. And yeah, we, absolutely. I mean, Kevin. Yes. <laughs> that, that responsibility falls to me. I love it. All right, guys. Well, hey, listen, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we we probably ran a little bit long today, but I think there was a lot to cover. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I think the, one of the reasons there's a lot to cover is there's just, there's a lot of um, misinformation out there. Yeah. There's a lot of... Um, information that people just don't know um and so those things are are important for us to to get out there for sure and and i also wanted to state that uh should you give us a call and schedule an appointment it is complimentary to receive a financial analysis so you don't have to you know feel like you're obligated to anything there's no commitment absolutely no commitment we come to you in the comfort of your own home uh and we you know talk about very personal things you know your finances uh but we always leave you with a great plan um and it's up to you what you want to do with that okay very cool well thank you so much and um thank y'all you know as always uh we appreciate you the listeners out there taking the time to to download our episodes and um you know we're here every tuesday and if you have any questions for us uh we will redirect them as necessary and we'll answer what we can and uh you know you can find us at at info at homeownershow.com go to our website which is homeownershow.com as well so we'll be here every Tuesday so thanks for downloading us and we'll see you later see you guys thank you so much <laughs> <laughs>